Welcome to the PTSD Podcast with your host, comedian and military veteran, Bernard the Laugh Therapist Hines, where we discuss PTSD, processing traumatic situations differently, and give you tools to help you overcome the stigma of seeking help. If you're ready to be inspired, then welcome to the Stigma-Free Zone. Here's your host, the lap therapist himself, Bernard Hines. What up, good people? What up, good people? This is your boy, Bernard Hines, a.k.a. The Laugh Therapist. Listen, I am so happy to be back with y'all. Listen, we have been on a little hiatus, I know, but we are back right now and right here y'all we are here to just enlighten bring back mental health in a positive light for uh, how people can process their trauma in different ways god did i just say god i think i'm preaching y'all why do i just sit here think i'm preaching i'm not preaching <laughs> y'all got to forgive me oh my god i thought i was preaching but anyway listen as a therapist, I just want y'all to know I am not licensed. I am just medicated, all right? So listen, y'all, we're going to have some great topics speaking here tonight. And if you are feeling emotionally overwhelmed by today's content, please step away and regroup. I have the privilege of bringing to the stage, as I call it, a good friend of mine, Miss Damia Lacey. So right now, I'm going to bring her to the stage. How you doing, Miss Damia? <laughs> Doing well, Bernard. How are you? I am doing well. I am honored, honored to have you on the podcast today. I am so overwhelmed. If y'all don't know, I met this young lady at our church. And when we met, we both knew we was crazy <laughs> in a good way. We knew something was wrong with us. But, right, right. But we just uh, spent time, uh, married couples, we just spent time and then we had a a marriage tree, and I found out that she, you find out the strangest things about people when you stay with somebody in a couple's retreat for seven days. You find out that, <laughs> that she is a licensed, qualified mental health professional. I was like, whoa, I did not know that. How are you doing on today? Today is a great day. Um just excited to be here. I want to thank you for the privilege to share what um, I've been passionate about for many, many years. So I appreciate the opportunity, sir. And God bless you for that. Oh, man, it is great to have you. So first of all, I wanted to ask you, where are you originally from? I am originally from Wisconsin. See, right there. Ain't no black people in Wisconsin. <laughs> You'd be amazed. <laughs> you would be amazed. <laughs> Okay. We actually have houses. We don't all have farms. Oh wow. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Listen, y'all, we go we go we go just jump right on into this uh this interview because this young lady has a wealth of knowledge uh with dealing with trauma and uh she processes it differently than everybody else because we all process our trauma differently. So what motivated you to become a mental health specialist? Um, the motivation came as a young child. Okay. Um, my family uh, was ordered, mandated by the courts um, due to some issues my brother was having to uh, seek counseling. Okay. And the way that that lady maneuvered through our family situation and mm -hmm. brought our family closer together as a unit 
that always stuck with me. Mm. Um, and I think I might have been about 10. Wow. Yeah. And that stuck with me throughout my lifetime. Um, as I got older and started dealing with life, mm -hmm. I realized that uh, people needed help. Okay. With just processing things that they were going through. Got it. And I would get people that would come to me and just ask me questions and we'd sit down and dialogue and, and figure out how to manage certain situations. Now, all of this, while I was trying to manage my own emotions mm. and being boggled down with my own emotional deficiencies. Okay. Um, but it, it's amazing how when you're trying to help someone else, mm -hmm. you get the information that you need for yourself. You better come on with that. Now, the, the sad part is you get the information and sometimes you don't know what to do with it. Okay. Um, and sometimes you do nothing with it. So then mm. you're left in the same state that you arrived in. Wow. Um, and I found that in myself. Okay. Um, as I grew older, I realized, hey, this is what I'm this is what I'm called to do. Okay. I I have to do this. This is where my passion is. People are so um bogged down in their minds with okay. things. And they just need to release some of it mm -hmm. just so they can function at a higher level than what they function. Wow. And a lot of times it's because you have emotional baggage that you cannot maneuver through life as easy as you would like to. Say that one more again. Emotional what? <laughs> emotional deficiency. Oh, no, you said baggage. That was good. Emotional yeah. baggage. I yeah. wasn't sure which term I use because I use them interchangeably. Okay. So, yeah, that emotional baggage is, oh, my God, it's key to a free life. Correct. Because what happens is we get faced, we get all these emotions thrown at us, mm -hmm. especially, and I'm going to I'm talk to the women right now. Okay. But it applies to men as well. But with women, we, we have all these things that we have to do. We have to um, make sure our children are okay. We have to mm -hmm. make sure our spouses are okay, our boyfriend, our, our uh, moms, our dads. We just, we take on that burden. Okay. And we always suppress our own emotions because we're busy taking care of everyone else. Okay. So we get this one suitcase full mm -hmm. of all these emotions. Okay. And we say, oh, I'm going to handle that later. Mm. And then before you can handle that, you pull out another suitcase and start putting some more emotions in there. So now you have all these suitcases. Okay. And you have to find a place to unpack them. Well, that's where I come in. I'm mm. here to help people unpack those emotions and get from three bags of luggage down to maybe one or maybe an overnight sack. Or mm. let's just let's just not have any of those negative emotions that stick with us. Correct. Negative emotions are real. Come on now. Now, what are you going to do with those negative emotions? Are you going to hold on to them? Are you going to process them and let them go? That's where I come in. Wow. And, and and I use that analogy of the emotional baggage and the baggage is like getting on an airplane. Mm -hmm. If you have excess baggage, mm -hmm. it's going to cost you extra mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. get on that plane. Mm -hmm. But if you take that bag and like give it to you and let's unpack some stuff. Now, I still going to have a little bit of baggage, but I still can fly. Yes. I still I'm still not stuck. I still yes. can fly. So that that is awesome the way you uh talked about that emotional baggage that and you use deficiency 
deficiencies too. And I'm glad you use both words because if if you remember on the retreat, y'all had to use special, y'all had to break down words for me. You just couldn't use big words, and you know you got to do know what you have to do. But but when when did you know? Now I knew uh, by going to my therapist that the first time I really understood my trauma was I was 12 years old. Okay. Do you know the first time you really understood or went back to find out when that first time you realized or understood trauma? All of this came about at 28 years old. Wow. I I can't remember the exact date, uh-huh. but I do know that it was summertime. Okay. And I could not understand why I was going through just some internal battles. Okay. And the more I um, tried to get it figured out. Okay. The more I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So I needed help processing because I was overwhelmed with emotions. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to start. So I went to see my pastor. Okay. And at the time she, she helped me unpack and get to the root of the issue. Okay. The root of the issue started at seven years old. Come on now. Okay. At seven years old. Um, and I had to deal with that. Right. I had to admit it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had to accept it. Okay. And then I had to start working on it. Come on. That at so 28. That, wow. So at 28, so so you saying at, at 28, you had to uh, go back and get that seven-year-old. I had to go back and get the seven-year-old. Yeah. That's what, yeah. My, that's what my therapist, when we when yeah. I did my work, I had to go back and get the 12-year-old. Yeah. Bring them up here with you. Let them know you okay. Yes. And let them know it's okay to go ahead and walk through that. Come on. And that's, that's exactly what I had to do. Okay. And because I've had to do that, I know how to help others do that. Okay. Right. Outside of my training, I have the experience. I have Correct. The life experience. Correct. To assist people if they want to be assisted. Not everybody wants to be free. Come. And we can't beat ourselves up if we try to help and that person. It Okay. You just don't want it. I get. I understand that. And, and it's okay if that's where you want to live. Correct. But just know that there's better. Correct. And, and, and as a therapist, you have to let people know that. Listen, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you how to do something that will set you free. Correct. If you want it, it's available. If you don't, that's fine too. Then you have to learn how to manage all of this dysfunction. Because this going life going to happen <laughs> and the dysfunction is going to happen. Absolutely. Trauma and, and life don't don't care. They don't play fair. They don't. They don't. And uh, back to the going back to get the seven year old mm-hmm. um, this past summer, <laughs> I had an encounter with another therapist. OK. Um, and she was teaching and she was teaching. And of course, a lot of therapists used to say, oh, I don't need therapy. I'm a therapist. <laughs> right, right, right. That's so far from the truth. Correct. Um, and 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 all of a sudden, I found my hand raised. Okay. And so I asked her. I said, 
what happens when you have gone to get the seven-year-old and the nine-year-old, but you're still stuck at 12? Mm -hmm. And same principle, you have to go get the 12-year-old. Wow. And even though you've done the seven-year-old and the eight-year-old, the 12-year-old is still stuck. Mm -hmm. So you have to go get her. And I had been dealing with that. Okay. For 10 years. Mm. When you think you've released something and you're in a setting and you realize that it's not gone, mm -hmm. you have to make another decision. Do I continue to act as if I'm free or do I do the work? Because most people are scared of the work. The work is the, the work is when you got to pull back the layers off that onion. Yes. And when you pull back them layers off that onion, it's going to make your eyes water. You gonna cry, yes. you gonna snot, and, but I'm telling you, it is a cleansing like no other. Absolutely. It's a cleansing like no, and I like the fact that you said you went to your pastor because some people will go and um, that's all they would do. They would go to their pastor. My pastor don't give me the answer then, but you know me, I say I talk to God and a therapist because right. you can have both. Right. And I, I'm not going, going to bash the church. I've been in church. No, no, Lord. love church. But there is a stigma. Mm -hmm. There used to be. It's not, Correct. Any, it's not as much anymore. There used to be a stigma where going to a therapist was not the appropriate way to handle it. Correct. Take it to God and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, we see that changing. Correct. We see that changing, and I'm I'm glad that it's changing. Yes, because there are a lot of people in the church that have bags on top of bags. They, they're not going anywhere. Not on no plane. They're not flying. And nowhere. Too nope. many bags. Right. Too many bags. And so it's become conversation in the church, and I'm I'm glad about. Oh, it. I, yes, I'm glad that I'm under lead, that we are leadership that speak about seeking mental health yes. if you need it. If you need it, yes. And and I think right now is uh, not saying is 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 popular for if someone does something out of character. Oh, they had mental health issues. So I want to know what is the difference between a mental health issue and just regular emotions. Regular emotions are those emotions. This is my opinion. Okay, well let me let me let me let me uh help you with this cuz I'm going to talk about me. Okay. okay. Because I have PTSD. If I used to get mad, it would automatically be characterized oh, his PTSD is acting mm -hmm. up. When I just maybe I'm just mad. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Okay, or if I'm I want I don't want to be bothered. Oh, because his PTSD, he just want to be isolated. No, yeah. sometimes yeah. I just don't want to be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that to me that was a stigma for me that sometimes even though I was having that emotion, I had to fight through it so I wouldn't be looked at it. Oh, is his PTSD acting up? Right, and some some people use that as a crutch, and okay, as an excuse yep. to do what they want to do. Okay, okay. So most people think that I'm an extrovert. Yeah, I I'm did. truly an introvert. Correct. Found that out this weekend. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning I get my strength when I'm away. Okay. From people. Okay. When I'm with people, I'm all in, I'm engaged. I'm, 
but when I leave, I'm drained. Yes. Yes. So in that, mm -hmm. people would say I'm being antisocial. Okay. Okay. Funny. She's being it's, funny. Right. I'm acting mm -hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm processing the 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 emotions that I've experienced while I was with other people. Okay. Um I know a lot of times people take take shots at other people and think it doesn't affect them because they're just being funny. Mm -hmm. Well, some people have emotional issues or emotional trauma that when you say certain things, Correct. it triggers. It triggers. You're right. And so you have to go, let's say it was me, an introvert. Mm -hmm. You have to go and you replay that in your mind and you're trying to figure out why would someone say that to you? Mm -hmm. Why would someone treat you like that? These, this is all emotional baggage. Correct. That that we don't consider other people to have. We're we're very reckless with our conversations. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying mental health should be handled, um, um, in a fashion where oh I can't say that oh I can't say that. Just be aware is what I'm saying. Correct. Of what your words carry, the weight that your words carry. On a person's emotional well-being and also correct and i also think that you also got to know where that person's mental health is like with me y'all can come up to me and say just about anything right because y'all know i done i done done the work i'm good i ain't gonna take it to heart da, 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 da. but you got to be uh, aware of where someone else is at before you can just start shooting off at the at the cuff right and that's why your circle is so important correct because your circle should know you Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, self-included, I could care less what somebody outside of my circle says. Huh. Say that again. But what's in my circle? What are you saying in my circle? Mm -hmm. Because that's what matters to me. Correct. Because you're supposed to know me. And again, this this is all based on emotional deficiencies. Okay. Emotional, um, this emotional intellectual deficiency. Okay. So when you're not emotionally intellectual, you process things so much differently than someone who has the intelligence. Okay. Okay. So if let's say for instance, someone makes me angry, mm -hmm. I storm off because I'm emotionally deficient. Mm. If I have that intelligence to process correctly, I can approach you and say, Hey, Bernard, why did you say that? You should, did you mean this? This is how I took it. Let's Ooh. sit down and have a, an adult conversation. Some of us are so trapped at our teenage years, at our childhood years, that we're still handling our emotions in that frame. Mm. When we can get released and we can get healed, we can start to have real conversation, real dialogue with our peers. If you find yourself switching relationships very often it's probably because you're emotionally deficient i get that right i get that yes yeah because if you just run away all the time now now don't get me wrong sometimes you need to step away correct <laughs> because, correct <laughs> because you're trying to save that friendship right <laughs> right so sometimes you have to pull back right but at some point you have to say hey listen let's sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm this is what you did to me. This is how I felt about it. Correct. And allow that person to say, hey, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't know that was going to impact you like that. 
and then allow them the opportunity to change, Mm -hmm. which is what we don't do. We don't allow people the opportunity to know who we are, to know how something made us feel, Mm -hmm. and then allow them to change appropriately. We just don't do it. We don't do it as a culture, Mm -hmm. and we don't do it as a society either. Wow. We, We just don't because we haven't been taught how. Correct. Listen, y'all, I got Miss Demia Lacey. She is dropping nuggets on today. And as we say, if you are feeling emotionally overwhelmed by today's content, please step away and regroup because she is laying it down. I I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Processing those, those uh, conversations now that affected us back in the day. Wow. So, um, Dealing with uh, trauma, I was t- when I went to a conference. They said, "If you have a brain, you have had trauma." Yes. <laughs> and yes. I was like, "What?" If you had a brain, because a lot of people don't don't uh, realize that grief is trauma. Exactly. Yes. And we run away from that, and, and, and we don't process it. Correct. And and I I heard a guy say when there's a uh, when his mom had passed, he said if one other person would have came up to him and say she's in a better place now, he would have lost it. Right. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't know what to say. True. You know, the better place is for her to be here with me. Exactly. That's what I think. Exactly. Again, so, so cons- go ahead. Again, you're considering someone's feelings when you approach them. Correct. And 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 learn how to say the proper things. We just say things that we've heard. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's in a better place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the right answer. Not, not, not right. Yeah, not right now. And then that cuss spirit come out. Oh, it, it come up right here. It come up right there. Come. And, and, and then you wonder why that person don't talk to you no more. Correct. You're reckless with your words. Cor- oh, reckless, reckless with your words. And and, and that that messes with a uh, a lot of people when a, a person is about, uh, is contemplating. You know, suicide. Mm-hmm. People go up to them and they'll say stuff like, "You got a lot to live for." Mm-hmm. We know that. <laughs> I, I've been there. I've been right. suicide. I've been there. Right. I know I had a lot to live for. Right. I knew, but at that moment, I just wanted this pain to stop. Mm-hmm. Just wanted this pain of life to stop. Mm-hmm. But then, after you do, as you said, do the baggage. I mean. Unpack the baggage, then you realize, whew, it can get better. Mm-hmm. It can get better. And it doesn't feel like it's going to get better mm-hmm. because you haven't acknowledged all of the baggage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know we're angry mm-hmm. and we know we're sad. Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? Let's mm. get to the root of it. Mm. Rejection is one of the biggest deepest pains that you could have and hold up you talked about that at, uh this weekend about the rejection and the parent rejection and stuff like that please please elaborate i'm i'm gonna sit here i ain't got no coffee but i got some water <laughs> i'm gonna sit here and just listen to this myself rejection itself is extremely painful okay but when you are rejected by a parent mm-hmm. especially a mother okay it cuts you so deep okay. that there's nothing but God 
-hmm. that could fill that spot. Mm -hmm. You could have an adopted mother. You can have it. There is nothing because that wound is so deep that the very person that's supposed to care about you, mm -hmm. that's supposed to love you unconditionally, that's supposed to protect you, has rejected you. Now, what are you supposed to do? Mm. Okay. Same with a father and a son. Mm -hmm. The person that's supposed to show me how to be a man is not here. I don't know what to do. And it could be a stepfather trying to teach you. That's not where you want that from. Correct. You want it from your dad. Mm -hmm. So again, this is why therapy is so important to help someone process that. Because once you can process it, then you can receive from someone else. Correct. But as long as you have that wall up, you won't receive it from anybody else other than the source that has caused that pain. Right. Rejection from friends, family. Those are cuts that just, unless you do the work, mm -hmm. you find yourself mean. Okay. Cantankerous. Mm. You find yourself combative belligerent because there is a wound mm -hmm. that is still bleeding. It, it, you haven't patched it up. You haven't, you tried to put a bandaid on it, right? But you need so many stitches and staples in it. It's ridiculous. Mm. And go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm just saying if we don't learn how to process, people are wondering what's going on in the world. Well, mm -hmm. we know, really what's going on in the world, but there's a lot of unprocessed baggage. Correct. Unpacked baggage, emotional baggage that has uh, filtrated mm -hmm. through society and that has made the, the world the way it is. Correct. Like, why, sir, why are you mad? Because I parked here. Mm -hmm. It's a parking spot. <laughs> right. Why are you so angry, angry about this parking spot that you don't even own? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why are you, I spoke to you this morning. Why can't you speak? What, what is hindering you from speaking? It's, right. it's these are all signs of un, unprocessed trauma, emotional deficiencies, emotional intellect dis, uh, uh, deficiencies. Mm -hmm. These are all signs of those things. And, and that's, that's awesome that, that you're talking about this because me as a product of a person who never knew my father and then my mother i felt treated my brother differently than she treated me so i i felt that rejection you know what i'm saying but uh doing the work and going back and and, and understanding that i might have felt that way mm -hmm. but in her eyes that's not what she was feeling right you know what i'm saying and then right. hearing her story of what she it made me okay that's all she could give me at that time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. god i wanted more right but at that time that's all that the capacity she could give to me so i carried that for years mm -hmm. i carried that for years that baggage of i'm i'm different mm -hmm. uh, uh, she loved my brother more than she loved me and mm -hmm. it hindered relationships with me and my brother it mm -hmm. just because that was something i was just I kept it in my back pocket until I unpackaged it. And now I'm able to experience the rest of her life and the rest of my life in a beautiful way. I don't even look carrying that baggage no more. You constantly fed that to constantly. Yourself. The Bible says 
as a man thinketh in his heart, so is, so is he. So you think it, it goes to your heart, and then that becomes who you are. Correct. And so it doesn't matter. What I've learned about parents, some parents do have favorite children. Mm -hmm. But parents love you where you are. Are, right. Parents love you differently because you're different people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times siblings don't realize that. Next, When I come back, I'll talk about sibling relationships and and how that emotional trauma, blended families, all that. We can get into that because mm -hmm. I'm a professional. On that. Yeah, we got, we got a PhD <laughs> in that one. Right, right. <laughs> um, and and the, the, the funny thing with that is I just learned how to process that. Blended okay. Family and, you know, all those dynamics, that's, that's totally different. Mm -hmm. um, but back to unpacking what we've fed ourselves. Mm. We feed ourselves so much. Not only do we feed ourselves, we allow people to feed us junk, hmm. mess, wow, trauma. You know, you know, your mama like him better than you. That that be your great grandma, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> you, you know he, you know she like him better yeah. than you. You know your daddy wasn't never nothing. You ain't gonna be nothing. Oh, that's the you just up. you just like your daddy. I don't even know my daddy. That that yes. Right. Wow. That yeah. And so we have to protect our ourselves from mm -hmm. what we hear, from what we allow in into our space. Mm -hmm. And people think you're being funny. I'm not being funny. I saw how reckless you were with that person. Correct. I don't want no parts of that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want you to come feed me and break me. Correct. By what you say. Words have power. Wow. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes, it is. People come and they kill your spirit every day. Right. Or they at least attempt to. And we're not going to make this a church podcast, but that's what Satan is, is trying to do. Trying Correct. to kill you, mm -hmm. steal your joy and destroy you. Mm -hmm. Right. And if we give him space in our emotions, then that's exactly what he's going to do. Exactly what he's going to do. That's exactly. And then the church, the church tells us that, you know, emotions are not, you know, just submit them to God. That that some people might even say that's not of God. Right. I beg to differ. Differ. God has displayed multiple emotions. Multiple. Probably more than we think. Or give him credit for. <laughs> his wrath, his anger, sadness, joy. There, there are so many emotions that God has expressed throughout the Bible mm -hmm. that it contradicts how the church has taught us. Correct. Right. And so now we're coming back to the, the, the fullness of mm -hmm. what is in the Bible and who God really is. We're coming to that realization. Hey, these emotions are of God. Yeah. And as a man, I ain't, I ain't supposed to have no emotions. Oh, no, that's no, just a black no, man. No, no. I ain't supposed to be. No, nah, I'm supposed to be hard. You I ain't supposed to. Cry. I ain't supposed to tell my kids I, I love you. I ain't supposed to hug them. I ain't no. That that has been another downfall of us not unpacking baggage, yes. thinking we are gay if we yes. hug our hug our kids or give them a kiss on the forehead or kiss on the cheek. We making them soft, but no. Everybody needs that physical hug and stuff from a parent. 
Yes. And 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 I'd I'd go a little further. Not only from your parents, but your siblings. Those relationships Correct. are very. I was very important. To a lady who um, it was she's a client. She didn't understand why her younger sister always want to call her and go somewhere, want to mm-hmm. do this and want to do that. And I had to explain to her. I said, you must understand you are the very first friend she ever had. That is so true. And she equates that even in her adult life. Mm-hmm. This is my friend. This is who I want to be with. This, And the lady just shoots her down all the time. So now there's rejection again. Correct. From the very person that's supposed to love you. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. And so I, I guess this topic is kind of about rejection and dealing with the rejection because it, it it's it's just so prevalent. Right. Rejection is so prevalent. When you're rejected by a parent, a sibling, um a job, you go for an interview and you feel job, like you yeah, you feel rejected, you didn't get the promotion. At a fr- at twelve years old. At twelve years old, I was rejected. Okay. By who I thought was my best friend. Okay. And I carried that until I was, I, I won't tell my age. Okay. I carried that t- until 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. I I unpacked it, but there's still scar tissue there. Mm. There's still scar tissue. Okay. So yeah. when I feel that rejection is coming, oh, my cutoff game is tight. <laughs> Listen, I will, I will cut you off quick. I'm not proud of it. Correct. But you're protecting your emotions. I have to protect the 12-year-old. Correct. I have to protect her because if if you hurt her, then, you know, my grown self will is going to have to react, right? Mm. And, and you did say you were a work in progress on that. You did I'm say that. I'm a work that. in progress. Correct. I'm still working, yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. So, so not that you're there, but you, but you, the thing is, you understand it. Yes. You know it. Yes. And you're working on it. And I'm working on it. It, it would be one thing if you was like, uh, ain't nothing wrong with me. And see me, I was a people pleaser. Okay. But some people would say I wasn't pleasing the right people. Okay. You know, say, but to me, I, I just wanted, I wanted everything to be good. Yeah. I ain't want to have no tough conversations. I just, oh, just let it be okay. Yeah. You know, everything will be covered up with a joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of my friends and family said, man, you joke too much. You, you know, everything was a cover up as a joke for what I really wanted to say. So I never really said what I wanted to say. I would say what I thought the other person wanted me to say. <laughs> but when you get this age, <laughs> it's, I'm it, saying what I feel. There you go. I'm not trying to hurt you, but I'm not trying to be bound by any of that anymore. Correct. Right? Um, and so it's a wonderful thing to get to this age yeah. and be able, be able to say what you think, what you feel. However, I do know that I can be curt sometimes. Okay. And so because I know that, I try to deliver a soft. Right. Right. But sometimes that softness, you know, <laughs> my kindness is taken for weakness. <laughs> I I just come to this conclusion right here. If I know in my heart 
I was not, my intent was to not hurt. Yes. If I do, I can apologize and say, I am sorry. That was not my intent. Yes. I'm sorry it took that way. It came, but that was not, could you forgive me? Because that was not my intent. That's basically all I can do. Yes. You know, when it comes to offense, you have to take it. You have to actually grab it and take it. Correct. Figure it. Find out who the person is and see if they meant it in an ill way. Correct. And that's also doing work on your emotions Mm because you don't have to take that emotion and and put it in your suitcase Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that's what we do. We're not going to deal with it. Right. That's emotion and just put it in our suitcase. Correct. I'll get to it late. Well, guess what? Later is upon us. Mm. Let's start unpacking those emotions so that we can get to a better place. We we sitting there (laughs) and we like... These are our emotions talking to us. The mind. You looking on Facebook and somebody out there doing what they're doing. Oh, she ain't having that good of a time. You don't know what she's doing. <laughs> but because you so emotionally bo- bogged down, you can't even be happy for the person. Oh, <sighs> listen, that is that is a rough thing being an up and coming comedian. You see folks doing shows. You see folks doing things. You be like. They they funny. They you stop. You stop. I'm funnier than that. You stop making up stuff. Yes, that's yes. You and social media has has added a lot to folks' emotions. Yes, and 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 looking at what somebody else is doing and all this other good stuff. And oh man, it 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 is deep. I I don't even I don't do social media for that purpose. Okay, enough that I already have to deal with. Correct. Right. And I don't want what I think to jump in my suitcase mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because somebody else is doing. I don't have time for that. I Correct. don't have the brain capacity. I don't have. I, there's too much other things I want to do. And that, so, that, that's one of the most powerful things my therapist told me. When you get overwhelmed, you can just say, look, I don't have the mental capacity right now to deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't. Please don't keep pushing the envelope. I'm telling you. You got the warning. You got the warning. You got the warning. Now, anything that happens after this warning, <laughs> I'm going to have to deal with in my yes. emotions later. Yes. However, I did warn you. Correct. So it's not going to be a lot of work for me to do because I'm always going to fall back on, hey, I warned them. Correct. Correct. But again, let's let's go back to um, the, the people, people, not the people, people using PTSD or... Um, uh, uh, separation anxiety, anxiety, all of that as right. a crutch. Okay. Let's not as let's not do that. Let's let's say what it is. I, I don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not being antisocial. I mm-hmm. just don't want to be, be bothered. bothered. That has nothing to do with being antisocial. That's right. I may just need a mental break to yep. deal with some things that I have to deal with. Yep, right? I feel overstimulated right now. Oh, you got all it. You got all. You That's got right. all the jargon. I yes. know. Yes, sir. Yes. And 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 I can say from the time you and I met to now, mm-hmm. I've seen you put in the work. I've seen a change in you. I see that your joy is real, mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to build a facade because I should be okay by now. Right. And then you sh- you have shared with us your ups and downs, and, mm-hmm. and some days I'm. I, if I don't take my medication, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I know and, that. And people, 
don't want to take their medication. Mm -hmm. And this is how I talk to my clients. Okay. Most medications that we take are there to give us a chemical balance. Correct. So we're chemically deficient on mm -hmm. something. Correct. And that pill is going to make you, you know, at the right spot, going to yeah. put you where you need to be, right? Correct. It, 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 it pours that chemical in you that needs. Now, a couple of people have said, I just don't feel right when I take the medicine. Oh, so you don't feel right normal? You you like being abnormal. <laughs> I have I have heard it all. Mm -hmm. I have heard I don't feel right. It make me like this. It make anything you start gonna make you feel different. Exactly. In it, when I started, I felt different. Mm -hmm. But once I got in my system, it's like these are normal emotions. It's okay. I I I'm mad. I don't like you right now. Right. Right. <laughs> and if I could if I could get more of my clients to take their medication. Mm -hmm. I would feel that I've done a good service. Correct. Because without your medication, it's not, you're not processing things the way they should be processed. Correct. And we keep going in these hills and valleys. If we can get you to take your medication every day, mm -hmm. same time, mm -hmm. then we won't meet those peaks and those valleys. You would, you would stabilize. Correct. So if, if I had to leave one thing with people, is if you are medicated, take your medication. Take your meds. That's right. If you haven't seen a therapist and you're feeling overwhelmed with life, it's probably a bunch of emotions that are boggled up. Mm -hmm. See somebody to help you untangle that ball. Correct. Unpack that suitcase. Um, and therapists alike. We all need someone to talk to to help us unpack our baggage. Right. You have to know who you can talk to. Wow. Right. right. And, and we're going to leave on this. There's a lot of, I heard a lot of people and I was able to help someone. They was like, you know, there's a lot of, I can't find an appointment. You know what I'm saying? There's, I mean, mental health is, is so prevalent right now that therapists are booked up. Yes. But there are resources other yes. than a therapist that you can talk to until yes. your appointment comes available. Yes. Like I'm a certified peer recovery specialist. Okay. I'm able to talk to people and I'm not a therapist. I'm not a licensed therapist, but what I do is I have lived experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to connect with that person and gain their trust mm -hmm. until, and I can help them find a therapist. I can help them find a vet center. I can help them. You know, there's everybody needs help. Cause yes. when you get stuck, you get frustrated. You say, I ain't doing nothing no more. Mm-hmm. And that's where those suicidal and homicidal ideation come that's in. That's right. Um, because, you know, you just at your wits end. Mm -hmm. um, I never understood the term. I shouldn't say I never understood. I didn't understand the term accidental suicide. Okay. Until I really thought about it. What happens is people just want the pain to stop. Pain to stop. And so they go take this. Okay. And then they... It, it hasn't subsided yet. So I need some more because I just want this pain to stop. Correct. And the more they take, they don't, they're not realizing what they're doing. So I, there is accidental suicides Sad. because I just want this pain to stop. Wow. 
And the reason the pain is there is because you got all these bags of emotional baggage mm -hmm. on your back, mm -hmm. in your head. And if you could just get with somebody to help you just take a couple pieces out, mm -hmm. that just gives you a little more room to wiggle around. I spoke at, at a ladies conference and I had my suitcases and I'm like, how do you get through life doing, how do you, mm. I had a backpack on, that's I had my, some, that's one how my, do you yep. get through life? You, right. you can't, it's, it's difficult. So, and then I, you know, I took them off and I said, so let's unpack some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Where's this rage coming from? Correct. And then here, here's the key. Those unprocessed emotions are leading to all of this illness. Yes. Physical illness. Yes. You, you, you got tumors in your stomach cause mm. you, you, you're so anxious about stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, let's process that so that you can feel better. Mm-hmm. So that you can start your your physical healing as well as your mental healing. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Listen, y'all, we have been talking to Miss Demia Lacey. She has been putting down some great nuggets. She has been, I it has been an honor talking to you. I I, I see you different now. I see you totally different now. It you'll be amazed when you actually just talk to someone. And realize, you know, because as she said, you might think she's an extrovert, but she's really an introvert. But she's an extrovert with me because she know my, my <laughs> mind and her <laughs> mind connect. So it it's just a beautiful thing having you on the show. And uh, I'm sure we're going to do a part two one day. But I want people to digest and process this. It is amazing. And I want you to leave a person that is thinking about uh, seeking help wondering about should i go seek help what advice would you give that person if you have thought about seeing someone just take the next step and go mm. schedule the appointment go because that's your internal person speaking mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. saying hey we need some help correct so go just go and every therapist is not for every person come on now you may have to get two or three rounds of their different mm -hmm. therapists to find the right one that connects with you. And it's okay. Right. It happens. Find someone that can help you unpack that baggage. And I promise your life will improve. Wow. Thank you, Miss Demia Lacey. Thank you me. are now released from the stigma free zone. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the PTSD podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit follow or subscribe on all podcast platforms so you can stay up to date on new episodes. Until next time, stay stigma free.